This is Transcend with Nat, where we're discovering our higher purpose, sharing stories and awarenesses along the path of transcendence. Hi, and welcome to Transcend with Nat. This is Nat. I am your host. And today we're going to be talking about relationships and some of the observations and experiences and information that I have found helpful in terms of our relationships with others. I'm going to start out by reading a quote by my teacher, John Roger, and then a passage from The Prophet by Khalil Gibran. I think it's a great starting point for this. So, J.R., John Roger, said, Transcend is to bypass all the levels of who we are into the oneness of God. Since that's the name of this podcast, um, I thought that I would read that quote to you. And it does definitely relate to relationships as well. Now I'm going to read to you this part of The Prophet by Khalil Gibran. Then Almitra spoke again and said, And what of marriage, master? And he answered, saying, You were born together, and together you shall be forevermore. You shall be together when the white wings of death scatter your days. I, you shall be together even in the silent memory of God. But let there be spaces in your togetherness, and let the winds of the heavens dance between you. Love one another, but make not a bond of love. Let it rather be a moving sea between the shores of your souls. Fill each other's cup, but drink not from one cup. Give one another of your bread, but eat not from the same loaf. Sing and dance together and be joyous, but let each one of you be alone. Even as the strings of a lute are alone, though they quiver with the same music. Give your hearts, but not into each other's keeping, for only the hand of life can contain your hearts. And stand together, yet not too near together, for the pillars of the temple stand apart, and the oak tree and the cypress grow not in each other's shadow. I think that's a beautiful passage, and there's actually some uh, practical things that I read in, into in that, which I will get into. So let's start. I, I've been pondering this for a while, uh, and it really started with my coaching a number of people in terms of relationships and their relationships. Also, it had to do with one of the things that I saw, which I'll get to a little later, which is the the issues that come when the polarities of each individual in the relationship are not in alignment that are not that they're not holding in the oneness of the polarity that they are in the relationship and how that can affect the relationship in pondering that it led me to 
um, review some of the other observations, reflections, and things that I've experienced and seen and observed throughout my time here on this planet. So I broke it down. I tried, uh, you know, one of the things that can be difficult in these podcasts is taking so much information and narrowing it down into something that's at least comprehensible um, and that might even be useful to those of you who are listening. So I broke this down and I actually wrote down the keys uh, to try to keep me on point with all the information that I could possibly cover. And and I also will reference different books and, and have found different seminars and and things of that nature. Now the first one that I came up with is All Relationships Live Primarily Inside of You, and that's from my teacher John Roger. It's one of it's in the it's the first sentence of the introduction of his book on relationships called Relationships. It says all of your relationships are inside of you. Ultimately, each relationship you have with another person reflects your relationship with yourself. How well or poorly you get along with yourself will be directly mirrored by how you get along with others inside of you and outside of you. And to me, as I've uh, had my own relationships, as I've observed others, if I, as I've coached and counseled with others, it really has become a deeper and deeper understanding and a deeper truth that all relationships live primarily inside of me and all relationships live primarily inside of you. And another part of that is that then you become 100% responsible because you are 100% responsible for that relationship inside of you. Uh, JR, when I'd be around him, would often ask, you know, how am I doing inside of you? Because he knew that the relationship that I had with him was inside of me and where he, where I was holding him inside of me was really um, an important thing for him to inquire about on numerous occasions. And it really also got the message across to me that this relationship and other relationships and all relationships are inside of me. So I am 100% responsible for those. And what that really means by saying I'm responsible is that it is within my ability to respond to these relationships. Now, some people have taken that to mean that you just have to like take it on the chin and just deal with whatever someone's behavior is or whatever someone is doing and make it okay inside of you. And that's really not how I see it. If that behavior doesn't work for you, then give yourself permission to leave that situation. And sometimes the way that we are able to maintain a healthy relationship with someone inside of us is by not being close to them in this world or being very conscious in using our inner guidance and wisdom to choose our level of involvement with that person. Because there are just some people that when we enter into a certain level of involvement with them, it just doesn't function well for our life and often for theirs as well. And so it's something that we can create those boundaries that are more suitable 
so that we can maintain them in a positive place. And when you have more of that space, then you can, then that's when you can become and keep them in a good place inside of you where you can love them, but you don't necessarily have to participate with them. Uh, cause that's an, that's, a, that's an important thing that you are now taking hundred percent responsibility uh, for all of the relationships in your life inside of you. And especially related to your spouse or to your loved one, those who are you're intimate with is that those relationships also are your responsibility as is your relationship with you. And that needs to be number one. That's your number one relationship. And how does that function? It's like, well, you need to do certain things like your spiritual exercises, your meditations, and those things that are restorative to you that help your health. Um, you don't want to sacrifice your health, your connection to spirit in relationship. And if you're in a, a relationship that's supportive to you, you also need to be supportive to you by doing those things that are in alignment. Now, sometimes, you know, you may end up meditating in the same, I, I would say together, but a meditation is a very inner personal practice, but you may be next to the other person physically. And if both of you are in alignment and um, have that same practice, uh, you may be meditating at the same time and it can be a, a supportive thing where you're taking care of you, they're taking care of them, and you're doing that together. Another thing is to have part of that uh, relationship lives inside of you is to have that core purpose inside of you, that core intention, that connection to spirit that transcends the relationship. And it's just, it's really important to have that because relationships can come and go and you still have the relationship with you and you're still dealing with you so in that sense it's really important that you maintain that that core purpose in your life because that goes with you whether you're in the relationship or not so it's important to maintain that within the relationship so having that purpose that core purpose that transcends the relationship is very important um, the number two on my list is don't try to fix or change anything about the other person. This is something that I see all the time is that uh, you think you're going to change the other person and you're not. You know, the person is who they are. Now, behaviors can be adjusted and things can change. And sometimes people do have major experiences, traumatic experiences, changes of consciousness, things that can dramatically change who they are. But that's really the exception and not the rule, though it does happen. Um, when you get into the relationship with the person, it's important that if there's something that isn't going to work for you, you know, their personality is probably not going to change certain aspects of who they are and how they express themselves in this world is probably not going to change. They may alter a little, uh, but there's some underlying things there that I would not expect them to change. Some of the behaviors can change, but a lot of things don't. So when you get into a relationship with someone, if you're not okay with an aspect, something that they do, something that is part of how they relate into the world, then either 
remove it from the relationship if that is a possibility and or make it okay inside of you if that's a possibility but that's one of those where it's like you don't want to fool yourself and be like well i you know it's okay you know i can deal with it it's like well is it really okay you know if if you really want to get married and they don't you know that may be a core thing in their life and if that's something that's really important to you you may go you know what like I think it's better that I'm with someone who aligns with me in that way. If they do certain things and relate to the world from a certain framework of how they view things and you don't like that, rather than trying to get them to change, it may be something where they're, you're just not compatible with them. If your love life is, if there's not a spark there, then perhaps you want to find some a different relationship that is that has that if that's something that you want in a relationship and so to me it's like if you're thinking that if you take something and think that they're going to change or that you can fix it i would just not look at it that way because you probably won't and that's why a couple years of courtship before you get married or or move it into that kind of serious commitment of a relationship can be really beneficial because within those two years you get a really good sense hopefully of the other person and if this is like something that matches for you or if you find that they're trying to fix something about you or trying to change something about you or you're really trying to change something about them and it's really a deal breaker um, then let it be a deal breaker and move on from that would be my suggestion Number three would be to look in the same direction. Another way of saying this is that you have shared core principles and priorities in your life. Now, obviously, we have a lot of different levels within our lives. We have the um, sexual, the creative, the uh, physical level realities, the financial, the uh, emotional relationships, the communication, the um, the intellectual, the thinking, the the spiritual aspects of who we are. And within that, though, there can be some underlying motivating beliefs, underli- underlying principles, and it's especially important if you're going to have children together uh, that there there's some core shared ways that you view the world that you that you relate to that process of raising kids that you're looking towards the same things and that you're looking towards the same priorities in your life in the ways that you want to live in this world with each other with children if that's something that you're looking at in a minimum it needs to be compatible and supportive of each other because if some of those core things are not aligned or matched and you have these very different views of the world or life um, especially in those areas that will affect this relationship you know that that can really down the road not work out and can be something that is just an incompatibility Number four, one of my friends has been in a marriage for many, many years. He said, I never stopped treating her like my girlfriend. Uh, Another way that I would say that is don't stop the courtship. Don't stop 
that romance, that marriaging, that spending quality shared personal time together consistently in that romantic way. And when Khalil Gibran says, love one another, but make not a bond of love, let it rather be a moving sea between the shores of your soul. To me, he's saying, you know, have that kind of alive relationship where it's not just this fixed thing where you get married and now you're husband and wife and it's just this fixed thing. Rather, it's something that you maintain that that fun and that playfulness of of the courtship. So I think romance is an important aspect, and that would be number four. Number five is communication, and that really is fostering loving, caring, and understanding communication. Now, one of the key practices, and this was a big part of my training with the University of Santa Monica, among many other tools in the spiritual psychology program was the tool of perception checking and that compassionate listening. And if you just practice this one tool effectively in your communication with each other, it can really open up and create a whole new level of intimacy in your relationship. Because what I found that it does is just by simply using this tool of perception checking in the way that I will describe, it makes each person feel that they are being heard by the other person. And that is an extremely powerful thing in a relationship. So perception checking in the way that I find is really functional in a relationship is that when you're having a heart-to-heart communication and it's important to have these discussions or communicating um, just generally that what you do when the person communicates something to you you simply say to them what I heard you say is and then you say what you heard that they were attempting to communicate with you. Now, sometimes you can just repeat back their words, but I don't recommend that. I recommend really listening to what they're saying and then considering what is the heart of their communication. What is it, the heart, that you're hearing? And then you say, what I'm hearing you say is, and then you say, what is at the heart of what you are hearing is at the heart of their communication. And then you give them a chance to correct that because just because that's what you are hearing doesn't necessarily mean that's what they're trying to communicate. So give, and when they hear back what you are hearing, then it gives them an opportunity to correct and to explain or to change that. And you continue this type of process. And then when it's your time to communicate what's going on, then you taking ownership of, you know, of the relationship inside of you, as we said, and then number six is going to be don't take it personal. So that comes into this communication as well. That when you are doing it, then the other person is perception checking and saying, 
um, what I heard you say is, and then, and it gives you an opportunity. If you just practice that one tool in your communications, in your relationships, I can't imagine how it wouldn't dramatically alter um, a lot. Now, if the underlying tone in your relationship is that of criticism, put downs, um, and one way you might find that is that you or the other person is constantly in a defensive feeling defensive in a defensive position, it's probably better that you end that relationship. Because if you're in a relationship with just where you or the other is just feeling constantly criticized and put down, it's most likely, from my perspective, going to end anyway, or just not be a very pleasant situation. And why would you want to be in a relationship that isn't joyful and fun and fulfilling? And maybe you do. I don't know. And so then if that's what you like, but you also have to look at that in terms of if you're sticking around in that kind of situation, there's an aspect of loving yourself because leaving that is a form of loving yourself. And in the meantime, work on loving yourself more because that really is often why we stay in situations that are not healthy, that are not the most positive, that are not fulfilling, is because of a lack of love for ourselves. So, as always, constantly and always, love yourself and work and on letting go of those things, those self-judgments, so that you can move more into that greater loving of yourself because that can only help your relationships. Number six is don't take it personal. This is extremely important in your relationship because regardless of your behavior, your behavior is not you. You are worthy of loving and being loved regardless of anything you've done or not done. So often others mostly speak as a reflection of their own consciousness. And so do you. And it doesn't mean anything about you. So if you recognize that mostly, you know, you can mostly count that this is how it is, is that they're speaking and what they're saying and what they're perceiving and what they're telling you is a reflection of their own consciousness of how they're relating to things inside of themselves and how they're relating to you inside of themselves. So don't take it personally. And it's really helpful in relationships to not view it as something that means anything about you. All it means is that that's how they are experiencing it or you or seeing it. Now, if there is information in what they're saying, if there's feedback in what they're saying that you can act upon that is valuable when you remove any emotionality or hurt or accusations or anything like that, if there is feedback within that that you can act upon as a way of growing as a way of expansion, as a way of moving into greater awareness within yourself and a greater fullness in how you relate to the world, then take that, take that feedback and be grateful for that feedback and do your best to use that feedback for your advantage. 
And so that's number six. Number seven is find fulfillment in yourself. And as I mentioned before, with the polarities, that this is something that is where part of what inspired me to do this episode. And that dynamic of the polarities in relationships. Now, as I'm talking about this, I may use terms such as masculine, feminine, male, female, him, her, positive, negative polarity, right side, left sided energy. You can substitute because what I've found in my working with people is that this applies just as much to same sex relationships and other types of relationships that are intimate where the majority of the time, and I'm not going to say all the time, but the majority, you're going to have one person who holds a positive polarity and another person who's holding the negative polarity. Or we could say the masculine polarity or the feminine polarity. And negative not being bad, negative being like, the poles on a battery. If you notice on a battery, there's one side that has a little plus, one side that has a minus. Together, that's what makes a battery work. So that's what we're looking at here. And God is balanced. So when you look at that, you look at God is balanced. And in the relationship, if you come into the oneness of the side that you are on, then you will automatically straddle the sides and find, fulfill, find the fulfillment, find the fullness within yourself. Now, if you move into the other side, that can create an imbalance in the relationship. And, you know, there's a lot of ways that that works. Um, I suppose at first I might look at, like, what is this masculine, feminine polarity, the left side, right side, positive, negative, light, dark, passive, active, the right side would be like logical, intellectual, uh, spirit-centric. The left side would be emotional, creative, natural, earth-centric. Uh, right side more tangible or linear. The left side more abstract. The right side, the path towards God. The left side, the path away. The left side has uh, more interest in power and force, whereas the right side would have more interest in strength and endurance. And so traditionally, how this is played out, if you look around, because it's pretty easy to see, the man, the masculine side, the right side would be longing for the purpose, their purpose or longing for God, the, and then the, the female side would be longing for God through the man, through the purpose, through the man's purpose to find themselves through that. And that would be like how traditionally a lot of this is played out. Ideally, we both find the oneness of the side that we're on. So if you're on the left side, that you find that in that, and then the right side, you find that in that, and automatically straddle the line of the two and come into the fullness of who you are, and then not, not have to go through the other person in a sense. And so that, that would be the more, uh, the more better approach. 
as far as I can see, is to do it because each soul, each person has within them all the tools they need and the ability to move into that higher consciousness. And that really is, if we looked at that quote I said at the beginning of John Roger about what transcendence is, that transcend is to bypass all the levels of who we are into the oneness of God, then if we look at that quote and the name of this podcast as that purpose and that intention in our lives and our purpose of being here, then we have to recognize that it's not through the other person that we find that. It is it is well within our own, within ourselves, that consciousness can work with us and move us up into the higher levels. So one of the things that I've... that often happens and i'll give an example if the man moves into the left side the the woman or the one who has the natural polarity on the left side can be in that all day long if a man goes if a man moves over into that from the right side and often they will because the right side is much more boring and the left side can be very attractive but then they move off of their own purpose and move into that left side and then find their salvation through that left-sided energy and through the one who's holding that polarity. And then often that one who's holding that would then start moving, would resent the person or the, the man, the one who's holding that masculine energy um, because they've moved off of their purpose and now that they're, not holding in the masculine side, that masculine, the positive energy in the relationship, then the one who would naturally be in that left side, in the the feminine side, often from what I've seen will move more into the masculine side in the relationship because she doesn't or they don't trust the other person to hold that polarity. And so in an attempt to find that balance at least from how I see it, in an attempt to find the balance, they will move and start doing the right-sided energy in the relationship, even though they would prefer that the person who naturally holds the right side was the one who's holding that. Now, another thing that can happen, and this, these things can, there's different ways that each side can uh, move out of alignment within the side that they're on, so for instance, another for instance here, and remember there's billions of people on this planet, so I'm going to give you a couple instances and then you can just f- hopefully make the jump, apply it. You know, these things are meant to be useful, which is why like, it's important that you apply this to your situation. So if I'm using words that don't quite fit, but but the idea does work in your situation, then use the working of it um, because that's really, really the point of this. So for instance, as I was saying, I've seen if a woman happens to grow up and have traumatic, hurtful situations with those, especially in their childhood, in their formative years, in their youth, with those holding the masculine polarity or the dynamic dynamics of their mother and father or their family 
um, and they find, you know, they have certain experiences where they no longer trust that masculine polarity, then they may move more into the masculine polarity, not trusting the ones who would, the men or the, the ones who would hold that polarity to do that. And so in that situation, if they do end up in a relationship with someone who would naturally hold that polarity, they'll either try to get them off of it and into that left side or they won't allow themselves because they don't want to allow themselves to move into that their natural negative feminine polarity um, because they don't trust that the man will hold the positive polarity in the relationship because of these traumatic experiences that they've had in their life growing up where they have all the reasons not to trust those holding that polarity, whether it's from abandonment or abuse or or multitude of other experiences that they may have had. So in that case, they may wear the pants of the family, so to speak, hold that masculine polarity because they do not, they won't allow themselves to go into the feminine, which is, would normally be their, their natural. And that's really what we're talking about here. It's like not good or bad to be in either side of these. It's just where is your, most people have a natural tendency. Um, There may be people who are more towards the balance side of this, but often we have, we are born uh, with holding a certain polarity. And so if you're holding that feminine polarity, but then you have this, distrust of the masculine polarity so then you end up holding the masculine polarity in the relationship because you don't trust the one who's the man or the one who's holding that to do that that can create a lot of disturbance in your life and so what's the solution well the solution to that is obviously to work on healing those hurts healing the traumas moving into that level again of self-forgiveness and these kind of things can happen on the man side as well, or those who hold a, a masculine polarity. If they've had you know traumatic situations growing up, they may have different. It may uh, manifest differently, but the ultimate way to solve a lot of this is to create that self forgiveness, that healing of memories, so that you can move into your natural state and into the oneness of that side. And in doing that, create the pull, the other energy from the other side, create that balance. And then when you're in that relationship, because those polarities, especially when you move it into the sexual level, if, if you're not having the, if you don't have that positive and negative polarity, the sex is not going to be great. And when you have that negative and positive polarity, then you're going to have that sexual attraction and and more of that. And then if you move into that fullness of the side you're on and straddle it and you're able to have come to the relationship with that fullness and then you engage in the sexual expression in that relationship from each of you being in that fullness, then there it can be a really fulfilling action as the soul makes love on the physical level through sex. And so that is something that can be extremely fulfilling 
when you both, especially when you both come from the fullness of the polarity that you're on and, and often, and that's part of the attraction as well, is that we're attracted to each other on that level with those polarities. And so in order to balance that polarity within yourself and have that fullness within yourself, since God is a balanced energy field, since God is balance, then ask, pray to see God, to be filled with the Spirit, with the Holy Spirit, to walk with God and God with you in all ways, and have that be your prayer, have that be your focus, is to fill yourself with that and to be living in that and to be filled with that energy, because in that you find the the fullness of who you are and the balance of that. And the other word for God could be loving. So fill yourself with that loving that is the balance of both of these polarities, that is the balance of both of these energies. Come into the oneness of who you are. Know yourself. Know the side you're on. Move into the fullness of that. In doing that, you'll bridge, you'll take the energy from the other side, move into that oneness and move up on that. And once again, since all relationships, number one, are inside of you, then as you move into that fullness and as you move into the relationship with that loved one, it will only make it more and more fulfilling. So that's what I have on relationships today. I hope that was of use and value to some of you out there. A lot of this has been extremely helpful for me and hopefully I've put it together in a way that is clear and that I delivered this information to you in a way that is helpful. God bless you all. I'll talk to you soon. Just forgive yourself. Come on, let it be cause I'm free.